BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Girl, hey, welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. Okay, guys, so this week I have a great guest on the pod. She's been on the pod before. She's been on the Taylor Strecker Show a bunch. She's a very old friend of mine. She was actually one of my first lesbian, queer, bi, I don't even know what labels we go by anymore, friend. Um, and I by labels, I mean me and Alex specifically. Yeah, I'm a big, huge lesbian, and I'm proud of it. Now, Alex, on the other hand, when I met her, she was enormous lesbian, huge. She was my lesbian role model. She was like my first lesbian friend. I was auditioning people to come in and be my co-hosts. And ah, we hit it off. We were just like peas and carrots. Um, but then it turned out that we were actually peas and peas because we're the exact same person. We didn't realize because we're both so goddamn narcissistic that we were like, oh my God, we have the best chemistry. I love you. No, I love you. And then afterwards, I was like to my boss, like, she's hired. Let's give her send her the contract and my boss was like she's absolutely not hired i was like why she's like it's like a fucking carbon copy of you i can't have two of you on one show and i was like oh okay 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 track track tracks makes sense so alex and i go way back i just simply adore her she's so fucking interesting she she's a jack of all trades she was a model she was a comedian and now she has this incredible gig it's called movable feast it's on PBS, and Alex is so great in the show. So we also talk about the fact that uh, Alex is somewhat or actually very sober curious. I don't know. It's kind of like a conversation I've avoided in the past, but Alex and I go way back, and like anything that's benefiting her, of course, I'm on board with. So we have quite an interesting conversation about being sober curious. And then, of course, Alex and I like name drop the whole time because we're both disgusting like that. <laughs> birds of a feather fucking flock together anyway guys uh i hope you love alex as much as i do she is delightful beyond and uh and uh yeah let's get into the episode i'm obsessed with the show so 
Can you tell us what you did in, what was it, Rhode Island? Yeah. Where else? Well, I'm trying to get on like the, so the show, when you said your parents love the show, that yes. has been the demographic of the show for a very long time. And that's wonderful. But people who usually watch PBS are kind of boomer generations and above. And I think the reason why they brought me on was to bring a little bit more of a younger energy. And I think there is a, an appetite now more than ever with our generation and even younger for like just really beautiful television. I think we're being well, bombarded with crazy uh, TikTok and, you know, everything is competition shows when it has to comes to food. And so television is so chaotic or ta yeah. like, tacky, quite frankly. And you're so right. Like, I remember I got turned on to the Food Network, which I feel like Movable Feast is like the I also can't say movable. I've discovered in this conversation in the last three minutes. And I have to say movable. it a lot. I, I'm like a movable <laughs> feast. So but it really aesthetically. So there's um a show on Netflix. I don't know if I've told you about this before, but it's called what the fuck is it called? Extraordinary Homes. Yes. I it's love delicious. it. I love it. I love it so much. And it's not, it, 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 they haven't had a new season in a while. I will go back and rewatch. It is this like woman in her 60s mm -hmm. and her fabulously quirky and gay co-star in his 50s. And they go to, and he's an architect and she's like a former Hollywood starlet or like a, like maybe she was on the equivalent of Broadway in London or some shit yes. like that. Yes, 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 yes. And they go to extraordinary hence the name homes and it's just they're just like they're and this is why you're so perfect for this because i feel like movable feast is the food version of extraordinary homes and i mean yes. that is the deepest compliment i could give you to my core there you can tell they're really funny mm -hmm. like you know like they have a good chemistry and they're just funny by nature but like they also have this i hate this word but i can't think of anything else a class about them mm -hmm. and they're cultured and they have a deep understanding and a profound respect for the There's an elegance. There's an elegance to the show. And elegance. That's, elegance that's is learned, the, my friend. Yeah. Elegance is learned. Oh, and yeah. Look at me. The I'm opposite. wearing Converse and ripped jeans on the show because I'm an nope. animal. But no, that's I, like no. It's not about that. You're elegant. You are. You you presented, but you are also very funny, and it's it's a really magical combination. So I feel like Thank I just you. I think the show's great. Yeah, and it's really not about me. It's about the chefs. It's about the farmers. It's about the locations. It really um, highlights community and that sense of community. And it's and I'm very proud to be a part of it. And I find so much with television, it follows a format because I also write for TV, which is, you know, you need to have fun, 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 but you need to have conflict and then resolution. And I have too much anxiety to watch anything with conflict. Like I, it, I can't see a competition show. I can't watch regular TV because if something doesn't go right or somebody's hurt or it's maybe my codependence, like I can't deal with it. So I want to watch a show like Movable Feast where there's just happiness and people eating. We get to learn together. So to answer your question in the beginning about the places that we've been. So the demographic yes. has tended to skew a little older. I am now trying to bring it to some little pieces and give, I'm trying to boost their social media which I'm learning the TikToks now and I'm so fucking old and I can't figure it out, but it's like I, a different I, language, right? It's on my it's Instagram. Insane. If you go to Alex T cooks, like it'll give you a little, I've been doing little recaps every city we've been in. And so we were in Rhode Island. We got oysters and, um, oh God, now I, I totally, my brain is so fried. We, we got some oysters and other stuff. I think at a farm, we've been going <laughs> to a lot of farms, a lot of 
um, per, small purveyors, small ranchers. Um, and you can see it all on my Instagram. But speaking of the TikToks, um, you know, I've been trying to do television for 20 years. Yes. And slowly now I feel like I'm in a point in my life where I'm starting to take care of myself. I'm really liking who I am. And I'm like really ready for this next chapter of my life. And I feel like I'm there. Like I'm the opportunities are coming in. Life is starting to open up. But my fucking niece, my 26 year old goddamn niece is TikTok famous. And no. oh yeah, she reviews. She's a, not only prettier than me, she is smarter than me. She went to Harvard. She got a history major. So she studies food history. She's more obsessed with food than anybody that I've ever met. How she dare she get into food? Con- how dare she? No, I mean, like she's better than me. And it's really hard for me to admit. I cook, but she knows how to talk about food the way I don't know how to talk about food. But it's just funny that this medium of social media, like we were walking in the state. She lives in London. Her name is Condiment Claire or anybody that follows her because it's funny is I did a video with her in London and a lot of her followers were like, Hey girl, Hey, Oh my God, my two faves together. They were a lot of your they, listeners too. They, Hey girl, Hey, yeah, that's the universal. That's mostly of the, like, I'm a Taylor Strecker listener. Biggest compliment ever. Yeah. No kidding. That's a universal. Yes. That's oh, universal. you guys do me so fucking proud. Yeah. Yay! It's, it's, no, it's great. Like anytime I'm on something that's obscure or weird or random, I'll get like a, Hey girl, Hey, and I know that's a, that's a Taylor. That's a Taylor. The best. Anyways, it's just funny that, um, yeah, we were walking down the street in London and she was getting stopped every five seconds for somebody to take a picture with her. And I was like, I'm standing right shit. fucking here. <laughs> Nobody gives I a taught shit. Her everything I she knows. I love it. It's so funny. I ran so you could walk in high yeah. heels with no, red bottoms. Just, I'm, I'm really happy for her. And like, that is not what I want my, you know, I, that's not, I really like the lane that I'm in. It's just, it's funny. It's funny, like how social media can catapult you into this category. That's just like, you you usually have to work a lot of years for it. And not to say my niece doesn't deserve it because she absolutely I get it. Does. She's one of the very few that it has- It fast tracks like, everything. Incredible, yeah, incredible Seriously. stuff. Like, I'm so proud of her. Um, and it makes me happy when that happens. Like, I'm always like, yeah, that's my niece. Oh so, my God. Cool. Anyways, well- so wait, back to Movable Feast. So how do you pick the locations that you're going to go to? Because it seems like you're pretty heavily involved in pre-production, for sure, to say the least. It's dictated by... So well, this year, we're you, um, because it's publicly funded and then we get sponsorships for the show, we have a lot of tourism boards this year that are wanting the show to come to their state. Smart. So we're yeah. doing Arizona, Montana, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Florida... And I think South Carolina. Um, so that's one way that determines um, where we're going to go. And then other sponsors will say, like, you know, we have a car sponsor that's like, hey, we want you to be in Colorado to show off the car. Wow. So yeah, it's um, wow. I don't really get a say, and I don't really get a say. If, you know, if we are in a city that I do know a chef, I'll put them up for consideration yeah consideration but there's a whole production team that makes those decisions i just show up and look pretty i mean you show up you look pretty and also can we talk about your scripts because i want everybody to understand that's really not easy what alex is doing okay like you deliver very in my opinion complicated monologues do you feel they're complicated or am i just like really bad at memorizing shit uh they're very complicated and we figured out how to keep me sane this year 
because I was losing my mind last year. So wait, that's the show. I opened the show with today we're in Vail, right. uh, a city, blah, blah. I'll talk about the city and I'll say, we're meeting two local chefs who are going to do this and I'll introduce the chefs and I'll have to give them like a little, we're going here with this chef and here with this chef. And then I bring it back to them. We're going to have our feast here. And then I wrap it up. It's a lot to memorize. And what I realized watching the show was I was only on camera for the front and the back half of these monologues. That's abusive. (laughs) I was like, Hey, let me read. Alex, you don't have to memorize this. If you don't want to, literally just memorize the first and the last paragraphs and then in the beginning like just stand there with and we're just going to record audio because we have b-roll that's playing right so that's that (laughs) problem solved problem solved god it's really not easy to deliver lines naturally and beautifully to camera like it's really, it's really without hard. a teleprompter. I know firsthand because when my first season of getting younger mm-hmm. after show for younger, we oh, was such a shit show. Oh my God. I like literally could just slip into like a catatonic state, even think like, I don't know how I did it. You know, did you have a teleprompter uh, girl? Even Hillary Duff was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever seen anybody like that's a host required to do. And I was like, thank you, right? Because like, I didn't have a ton of experience in video hosting. So I get the gig and it, I was kind of like elevator pitch to get it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working with some people that I did know, but like there was a huge cast and crew. I mean, it was like, it was, it was a big production. I was pretty shook. And I've done live before. So I was like, I got this in the bag, whatever. But night one, we had the whole cast there. So it was like, we're having the official after party for season four of, you know, Getting Younger. And um, what was the show called? The after show was called Getting Younger. The show is called Younger, correct. So the official after party of Younger. Join us on Facebook. I could probably like recite the lines right now if I like really meditated. Because they're like tattooed into the crevasses of my brain for eternity. But the thing was that we had a whole show with questions and um, the entire cast, the whole shebang, which I was nervous for because the cast was like heavy hitters. Hillary Duff. Sutton Debbie Foster, Mazar. Debbie Mazar. Like these are impressive people. Uh, hello, Peter Herman. Yeah. Mariska Hargitay's yeah. husband. Was she ever And also, what? Oh, she, she was at one of our I, um, rap parties. I would have gotten down on my knees and given all of every everything that I have. I love her. She had a leather jacket on. She was giving me like, Olivia Benson, hardcore. Yeah, and I love she so turned much. around. It was like, dong, dong. It was like I was in an episode. She was, and Peter, I mean, Peter, the whole cast was so nice to me. Like, I don't, I don't know if they gave them bonuses to like treat me like I was one of them. Oh, but yeah. No, they really were like, you're a part of the cast. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not, but thank you, thank you. for in- making a girl feel included. But um, God, he was just like so nice. And he was very like, Mariska, these are my friends, Taylor and Taylor dead. You're like fully on the ground deceased. So, um, but no, but I just remember like, I was nervous enough to do like the live show with the questions, but like, that was like, I was used to interviewing even cast of people from being it serious. Just the difference was being on camera with it versus just doing a live audio. But the real kicker was they were having me do 
promos, live promos during the commercial breaks, tossing to the party, encouraging people to go watch on Facebook live. And they like they weren't pre-recorded because they had like a satellite situation. It was more expensive to like do a pre-recording. Also, it was very hard to get the cast all together in one room at the same time. So they were like, well, we have the cast there. So we might as well do these like live drops. So I had like they it was scripted. It was also staged. Like I was doing blocking. I was like, what am I in guys in dolls again? Oh my God. This is fucking like, insane. You go over here to Facebook. <laughs> no. And they were like, you hit this mark and then you spin around and then you look at camera left and then you go to camera right. Oh, it was Jesus. multi-cam. Wow. Girl. Wow. 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 Mean, meanwhile, and I have to have the cast next to me and they haven't rehearsed with me. We like to have one or two rehearsals with them. So they're just like sitting there like kind of smiling while I'm like delivering lines. But they're like, so this one's 27 seconds. This one's 33 seconds. I was like, Hi. <laughs> I'm not equipped. I want to die. do this. <laughs> but you know what? In these times, you pull something out of your ass yeah. and you do it. But it is, you do live, you lose pieces of your soul. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I have my whole soul intact this season. I feel great. So like when they tell you, they're like, that, why'd you make that so hard? You're like, why did you make that yeah. so hard? No, they were like, we, we told you that. And I think I was stubborn and I wanted to impress and go, no, That's the other I thing. got it. Yeah, but it's so much better. It reads so much better. I'm not nervous, and it feels uh, great. I'm so excited to see it. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Butcher Box. Butcher Box has changed my life for the better. You have no idea. Okay, so I've lived in Jersey City now for what? few years and I love it. I love our apartment. I love our neighborhood. I love the people. It's close to the city. I'm obsessed. The only thing that I can't stand is the grocery stores are so bad, like bad, bad. And I'm really spoiled. I lived in Manhattan for like a decade plus. So I've been really struggling in Jersey City finding, you know, something comparable. That was until I found ButcherBox. So you get deals on premium and I mean premium cuts of high quality meat and seafood. And oh, their stuff is just so spectacular. So you get to choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood, and so much more. So you're getting really, really good quality at a really, really good price. And the best part, it's all delivered right to your doorstep. That's another thing about living in the city. Grocery shopping, even if it's the best market ever, pain in the butt. And also, in the city, hella expensive. But with ButcherBox, they like one, two punch all the negatives and make it so easy. Premium quality, affordable prices, delivered right to my doorstep, please and thank her. And the best part, you get free shipping for the continental US and there's no surprise fees. Also, I love the flexibility of ButcherBox. So you can choose from a variety of box plan options that they have for you. So they have like super curated ones, but you can also like really customize something. And you can also change your plan whenever you want, which I love because I have a hard time committing to things. And if that all didn't impress you enough, listen up. ButcherBox has a special offer for my listeners. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members two free New York strips and eight ounces of cold cracked lobster in your first box plus ten dollars off now here's the thing too like i said i'm a new englander right so when it comes to lobster i know what i'm talking about their cold cracked lobster meat it is 
beyond its wild caught by independent harvesters in the North Atlantic. And then they pressure extract all the meat from the claws and the knuckles. Let me tell you, I love lobster, but I do not like removing it from the shell. They like do all the hard work for you, affordable prices, and it's succulent and delicious. Seriously, most delicious succulent lobster you're ever going to taste. And I know lobster. So not only is it like amazing stuff you really can't find anywhere else, it's an amazing value. And they always have these like exclusive member deals so you can save big on your favorite cuts. And on top of that, recipe inspiration, guides, tips, hacks. So you can cook these mouth-watering meals with this amazing quality stuff. And like I said, ButcherBox is now offering my listeners free New York strips and lobster plus $10 off your first box. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash Taylor to get two 10-ounce New York strip steaks and eight ounces of lobster claw and knuckle meat free in your first order plus $10 off your first box. That is a deal. Wicked, if you're wicked smart, you will do this and join. Again, that's B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's butcherbox.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. Do you have wardrobe or do you dress yourself? Okay, here's a here's the thing. I dress myself and I'm not a I have no sense of style. Like I dress- in case anybody but 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 in case anybody doesn't know, Alex is ba- she's a model. I mean, she's not basically she was a model. You are a tall drink of water, right? Fit, well, gorgeous, gorgeous gal. Thank you. So like you're made for on-camera work. It's, it's, it's like effortless. I, I literally have Annoying. no sense of style though. Like I don't know how to put together an outfit if it's not a t-shirt and jeans. And even then I can't figure it out. Like they never fit right. So anyways, I was on, we'll get to this, but basically like Whitney Cummings is become a very dear friend of mine. And we, she took me on tour with her, but becoming her friend has now also come with the, um, constant chatter of like, I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong all the time out of love. But like, she also, I want those friends fun. So fun. (laughs) So she was like, I was wearing like my camo something, my canvas army green shirt because we were in Rhode Island. It's cold. We were on a farm and she's like, can you please dress like the star that you are? Please stop. You look, you're not enlisting in the army enough. And I'm like, this is what I'm wearing because we're on a farm. We're in Rhode Island and I'm cold. And then the other day I was, I posted something. I was talking about the TikTok. She's like, TikTok, try tank top. And I go, bitch, I am not (laughs) taking fashion. I know I don't dress well, but I am not taking fashion advice from a woman who dresses like she's in an episode of My Little Pony all the time. She dresses like a fucking Disney adult. I can't. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, don't you love when your friends and like, listen, Love Whitney Cummings. I don't know if she would remember me, but she was so nice to me at Sirius. I interviewed her. She, I like ran into her like years later. She remembered me. She's like good fucking people. She's great. So I don't want to, what I'm saying, Whitney, is not about you. It's about my friend that did this to me. But I had a friend from college. This girl dressed like, I have to think what's she. Yeah. She dressed like she was on Hannah Montana, like a Disney kid. Yeah. Like fucking even worse, like cat. What was that one? Cat and Sam, you know, like with the like the like hot topic, like teal, rouged, scrunchy tank tops. And then like you take like some weird fucking ass leather belt. You got it forever. 21 horses on it. Like she wears horse (laughs) paraphernalia. 
<laughs> but she's and also best friends with like Chrissy. T. She's she she knows what she's talking about. She may be right, right. but like I can't. I can't. And also when you... Right, and it's like, do you want me to tell you what I think about your outfits? No. And I was like, Whitney, when you have a face like mine, like this is the star of the show. (laughs) I could wear a fucking trash bag if I want to. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I don't mean to interrupt your... your, your, uh, No, please. Let me redrag this friend from college because she really traumatized me. And she would wear... This is, this is an outfit, a, a regular outfit. And this was even after college, so there's no excuse. At least in college, you're like fucked up on booze and drugs. Yeah. You have like, you know, you have every excuse in the world. We're living in Manhattan proper, okay? We are like, we are ladies of the city, yeah. okay? Yeah. I watch Sex and the City on the regular. And this bitch shows up to like a fancy fucking dinner in like leggings. This is before leggings were leggings like they are now. Like, like black, like kind of like pilled out leggings, yep. you know, with no hold. Like we're just talking like yeah, like panty line Dan, central Dan skin, like yes. from the nineties. Labia is a flapping like, in you, the wind. You look like you shit your pants a little bit in the back. Totally. Yeah, I just got the doo doo dumpy butt. Yeah, the diaper yes. dumpy butt. <laughs> and then like a teal, like lycra tank top but like w- like with like the thick arms and like a v-neck and like the ruching like it's from goddamn cachet for prom yeah. and then she would take like a pleather belt like it wasn't even oh, boy. oh thick she looked like a fucking tacky hooker pirate <laughs> with like jessica simpson like candy apple red peep toe shoes oh, jesus and fucking Teresa judice wedding hair yeah yeah and she would like come to dinner and i'd be wearing like a chic Zara harem pant, like yeah. fashion fucking forward shit. And this is when I was tiny, so I could pull off looks and like a very simple chic, like J. Crew cami, satin silky yeah, tank top, a gorgeous fucking whatever. You've like, always had simple. great style. You've always been very elegant. Thank right. you. Chic heel. And she'd be like, oh, Aladdin showed up. And I was like, do you want me to sit here and do this to your outfit? Because yeah. I will I, I will have you in puddles you of tears. Pirate. Take your dumpy diaper ass and get out of here. <sighs> Regina George would never. That's my no. point. So anyway, like never accept. But it's really funny when your friends like give you unsolicited fashion advice and you're like, but really, but really, you're not Anna Wintour. No, like, and also there's you're only so many people that on your t-shirt, like, <laughs> you're not take that seriously. But no, you always, I think you always look very appropriate for the environment that you're in. Like, and also you make like very simple shit, jeans, t-shirts, oversized sweaters, like look very, very chic. Thank like you, you no. remind me like a girl on college campus. that I was like, why can't I look that like that when I wear like a cable a knit? Very like, simple. Lean into that vibe. A very like, simple color palette. I just, you know, sometimes I'll glam it up with like a dress. I'm just not comfortable. And I'm like in this season of my life where I just want to be comfortable. What's the same? What's the best food you've had thus filming this season? How about this? What was the best thing you think you had last, most recommended, I'll say, from last season? And then where where are we like oh my God, on this journey? Where are you going to do this to me? Um, so last season, I don't remember last season, to be honest with you. I have to like go through. I get it. I get it. Um, I black out when I record. I don't even know what the shows are about. My will. friend Chris what? just sent me like, he sent me a screenshot of a, a, a podcast. He was listening to and he was like, you mentioned me in Zenin. And I was like, oh, is he like joking that I didn't? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't. And he was like, you literally just did. It. I'm like, I'm listening to it. And I was like, sorry, I black out when I record. Out. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I understand that. That's a very um, unfair 
question. I apologize. No, it's okay. No, this season, uh, we were just in Billings, Montana. We went to one of the chef's restaurants uh, called Walker's. It's in Billings. And he he's doing some pretty extraordinary stuff there. And it was um, it was great. I think the, for the most part, it's the locations that we're getting the food from that really kind of knocked me on my feet. Like the, the vegetables in their purest form that we're picking straight from the ground and the oysters that are coming straight out of the bay. It's the farm to tableness that makes it so insane, yeah. right? Like when you eat a raspberry that's warm from like that you just pick and picked and it's like sun sun kissed and sweet, like there's nothing that you could do to it to make it taste better. But yeah, no, we we just did a sh- uh, we just did a episode in Connecticut with three women chefs. Chefs, all of their food was amazing. That was a very special episode. We've had every episode the chef. I mean, we're finding the best, some of the best chefs in every city. When I saw you on Instagram eating those oysters, I was like, I don't think I could eat an oyster without like lemon and mignon, mignonette. mignonette. Is it mignonette? Mignonette. mignonette. And a little bit of cocktail with extra horseradish and also Tabasco. Yeah. Like, I, that, I, I almost was having like a panic attack. Like, I was like, was she okay? Was was the girl unwell? Yeah, no, it was great. It was really, really great because you're pulling them straight out of the ocean. So they still have that like really oceanic brine to it. Um, right. And they're very, very, they're coming out of cold, cold water. So it was just, it was, it was delicious. Oh, on one, on one boat, they did have mignonette. But I have to say. Nice they had like cocktail sauce and all of that. We were kind of like dumping it and whatnot. But when you're getting oysters that fresh, you just want to eat them. You want to taste them first in their purest form and then kind of add things to it. Um, I was actually just going to say, oh, nothing better than an oyster paired with like a glass of Sancerre. However, yeah, you are sober now. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Tell me, for, first of all, you know, that makes me feel uncomfortable because selfishly, I feel like Everybody has I know I should be sober. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like instantly I'm like, you're judging me now. I'm not now judging. you're judging me. No, I know you're not. Um, I know you're not. It was a decision. And look, like I'm, I don't really like to label myself as sober. I'm just choosing not to drink at the moment. That's kind of, I like that. It's kind of like um, when people ask about my sexuality, what are you? I'm like, just me. Alex does not like labels. I don't like labels. And I don't like to be pigeonholed to one specific thing of like, if somebody sees me out with a glass of wine, they're like, oh my God, she broke her sobriety. I think that I have right. developed a different relationship with alcohol that feels extremely true to who I am and the decisions that I wanted to make for myself. Like I was in a really, really, really bad place these last two years, like super depressed, really anxious. I wasn't progressing in my career. I was not progressing in my relationships that I was having. I was chasing the wrong thing. I was chasing the wrong people. And my body just started falling apart. Like I just didn't feel good. And of course, being a white girl from LA, I'm doing all, I'm doing the green juices and the yoga and the this right. and the that. And I'm and the gluten-free and, and the gluten. cold plunges and the saunas yes. and everything. And I'm like, why do I still feel like shit? And I'm not, I wasn't a heavy, heavy drinker, but I would, I started to become more aware. I, Nick is not a huge drinker. My boyfriend's not a huge drinker. Yes. He'll occasionally have a glass of wine if I have a glass of wine, but he does not have a tendency. And he said to me, he's like, you turn into a different person when you drink and I'm not telling you what to do, but you need to seriously have some self-awareness and figure out if this is how you want to feel for the rest of your life. And like, look, I'm not getting any younger. And it, as we get older, 
the hangovers get worse. worse. The effects of alcohol are even worse for, I mean, I listened to Dr. Andrew Huberman's podcast about alcohol and that's kind of what solidified the final because I've had a different relationship with alcohol now for almost a year where I've drastically cut. I would drink maybe once every two weeks, maybe once a month. It just never was. a. It, I slowly started to phase it out of my life. But when Nick said to me, like, you're drinking every night, even though you're having one cocktail to go to bed, I can notice immediately when you drink, you get really tired. You totally shut down. You become super depressed. You get really weepy the next day. And like, just maybe try wow. it, try it. And I was like, you know what? Right. right. I did it for 60 days. And that's when I decided I was going to st- start doing stand up again. Like I finally had enough energy. My creativity started flowing again. I was happy. I'm like, you know what? I have been telling myself that I'm not funny, that I don't deserve to get back on stage. I've been so anxious that people were going to judge me that I took so much time off. And like, I was just telling myself this story that didn't, wasn't true. And I kind of, it was a narrative that you felt like other people were saying to you, but it was actually you saying it to yourself. And I really identify with that. Yeah. And it gave me the confidence to get back on stage and to just life is too fucking short. And I used to tell myself life is too short, not to drink. Like life is too short, not to get fucked up and have a good time. But Right. Life is too short not to live your you know, to your fullest potential to like my fullest potential. And that for me, alcohol doesn't have really a place for it at this moment in my life. So when I say I'm choosing not to drink, it's just like I'm just choosing not to drink. And I feel fine. And I go out and I have little mocktails. And at the end of the day, I think it's the um it's the ritual of ordering something and having something in your hand. Yeah, I think that most adults are just looking for a cup of juice. <laughs> we're just looking for juice for with yeah, or, or, or like a bottle of milk. Yeah, we're or like a looking for something exactly that, ex- that is going to excite us. And so, like, I have like little mocktails, or I'll have like a non-alcoholic beer, and I'm I literally do not miss it, and I feel totally fine not drinking now. And who knows, like maybe down the line, I'll change my mind. But right now it's right. And I don't count days. I'm not like, it's been this many days. I just know that um, my body is feeling great and I feel happy. And uh, honestly, I am impressed. I am inspired. I'm a little bit jealous, like in a good way though. Yeah. Ladies and ladies and three gentlemen, (laughs) there you have it. Alex Thomopoulos. I love Alex, you guys. If you don't, make sure to follow her on Instagram at Alex T. Cooks. Um, the girl is, I mean, I know I said at the beginning of the show that like we were carbon copies of each other. Well, personality wise, she acts like me, but she looks like my wife. She's honestly the perfect woman. So uh, follow her at Alex T. Cooks. If for nothing else, honey, just to look at her, she's a tall drink of water, very fit, blonde. Oh, I have to stop surrounding myself with these gorgeous people. They're driving me nuts. Um, but really, she's the best. Also, she is back in comedy. Um, she is hilarious. And I am telling you, movable feast, what a gift, what a treat, what a dream. Check it out on PBS. And if you follow Alex, you'll be able to follow all the stuff that she's doing because she's doing a lot. Want to know why? Because she's not drinking and she's not hungover. So she's fucking thriving. Am I triggered? Yeah, a little bit. 
Could I join her? Sure, I could. Will I? Probably not. But you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll play around with this sober curiosity. Anyway, guys, I hope you love the pod as much as I did this week. And, uh, you know, I always say it, but I'm just going to say it again for good measure. Please, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and definitely rate it and review it. And, like, listen, I'm not mad at, like, a double... Like, you could go back and review it. You could go back and rate it, I think. And if you can't, just steal your kid's phone or your husband's phone or your girlfriend's phone or your granny's phone, whoever, and just, like, give me a little boop. Give me a little, like, toot, toot, beep, beep, you know? Up in the review, hizzy on the shizzy for the nizzy. Anyway, guys, that is it for us this week. Have a fantastic rest of your week. And until next week, bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.